Hi folks, this is Audacity and Love and Life, and I'm your host, Sean Matos. I've been, like, trying not to say something uh, about what I've been through, and, you know, there's these tarot, re tarot card readings that I listen to, and um, my neighbor heard a couple of them, and she says to me, that there's, you know, the tarot card reading keeps saying this person who wasn't truthful to you, that you really liked or whatever and met, um, is going to come back to you and tell you that they're sorry and that they really do like me and, you know, want to want to be with me and all this kind of stuff. So she's. She had mentioned that she thinks it's this bartender that I was going to ask out. Um, and I didn't, you know. Uh, but she knew that I was going to ask her out because I thought she had been told by somebody that I was going to ask her out. <laughs> so I figured I better just be direct with her and let her know that I was going to ask her out. And... You know, like everybody has said, uh, from my sister to other people that were in a bar that she didn't know that the bartender didn't know that I knew them or whatever, but they were watching our, uh, I don't know, interactions, I guess, with each other and discussions and, and just, you know, and all of them said we had this like magnetic chemistry between us and that we, you could tell that we were attracted to each other and liked each other and stuff. And, and, uh, and then of course my neighbor too, cause she went to the bar with me a couple of times and she felt the same way that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, we should, we should be going out with each other. <laughs> Basically, she goes, you, should, you should ask her out. And I'm like, no, this is a complicated situation because she is the twin sister of somebody that was interested in me that I, you know, kind of blew off and her methodic friend kind of fucked up the situation by starting to call me stalker, even though I wasn't interested in her and I was trying to heal from the bullshit that I went through with my ex and took her to court for defamation and everything else for using the whole bullshit from my past. And like, you don't fucking like, you know, like that's a fucking toxic situation. I've had her family drive by my house I've had her sister's girlfriend follow me to the store when I'm shopping for myself and my friend's parents because she was in Arizona, you know, videotaping me shopping outside of volunteering for the pal boxing things. My friend is the coach for the boxing thing and asked me to help him because he hurt his hand, you know, and I didn't know that they were living there. I wasn't there for them, but boy, they had their car video cameras set up and you know, whatever, anytime they could watch me, it's like, you're accusing me of stalking, yet you're the one stalking me, <laughs> you know what I mean, and I, you know, like, that whole toxic bullshit really was an issue with me, you know, and I, I don't think anybody realizes how, uh, fucked up it is that some, you know, when somebody's interested in you, and you tell them, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I don't want to bleed all over you. I didn't, that you didn't cut me, you know, and I, I don't want to bleed over 
people that didn't cut me while I'm trying to heal from something. And you give me more things that I have to heal from, you know, by taking my past and throwing it up in my face. And that, well, believe me, like, I really like this bartender a lot. And I would love to, like, ask her out. And I didn't even know she doesn't even, like, say anything about her being with somebody. And, it, you know, my neighbor checked her profile and said, look, she's single. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know that for sure. And she wasn't single. She was actually dating somebody at the bar. <laughs> That I didn't know she was dating or whatever, but I didn't ask too much or whatever. I didn't, you know, but, um, you know, so it's like her sister basically caused more damage to me at a time that I was damaged and trying to heal by being kind of vindictive against me because at the time I wasn't interested in anybody. I, it's not that I didn't like her and I didn't think she was pretty or whatever. I did like her. And then I had to pretend like I liked her not to hurt her feelings. And then that caused an even bigger problem, you know. But do I like her sister or did I like her sister to want to ask her out? Fucking A, I did. You know, I really did. And just that situation gives you, uh, you know, anxiety as to is her sister going to be just like her, like, you know, like her other twin sister, you know, is this going to be the toxic situation? I mean, literally had people sitting in the parking lot at, at, you know, at the grocery store watching me, her girlfriend would change cars and borrow her friends and coworkers cars to follow me or watch me. You know what I mean? That's just crazy. Drive by my house. I'd see them on the camera driving by my house with different cars, you know, family, friends. Her brother did a U-turn on a one-way street because I turned on the same road as him, and he, I didn't even, I thought he was somebody that I had her, uh, bailed out of jail and had to go pick up as a fugitive, and he thought I was following him, you know, and he might have had a warrant for his arrest. Here, I'd look it up and find a license plate and see that it's the, the girl's brother, the twin that was calling me stalker and shit. And she was the one who approached me with interest in me, you know? So it's like, I've been through some psychotic fucking shit with the, <laughs> these people, but yet the, you know, her sister's like totally a different person to me, at least, even though she's a twin, she doesn't look like a twin to me. She doesn't act like her other, you know, her sister or whatever, and I would have never had anything against her sister if her sister hadn't done and said all this crazy shit and had all these crazy people driving by my house, sitting in fucking parking lots, even asking cop friends to sit behind buildings and restaurants to fucking watch me and shit. I mean, absolute crazy motherfucking shit from the shit that happened 20-something years ago that I won, you know, because they lied about my life. So at the end of the day, you know, like my... My, you know, neighbor's like, oh, yay, you know, like, you guys had chemistry, you were, like, it was magnetic and stuff, and I said, yeah, with her, but I also have to deal with her family and her friends that all believe the bullshit that her sister said to about me, <laughs> you know, and how do you, how do you, you know, like, I can sit down and break bread with my enemies, but, you know, you know, there's always that, like, back in the mind wow, like, these people did some evil fucking shit, and they believe some evil fucking shit about me, and do I want to be in that type of toxic situation, you know, unless they apologize to me and say, sorry, we didn't, you know, like, we took 
a meth addict's word and who data mined my background without looking into the civil lawsuit that was connected to the shit that I went through, you know. And then the use cop friends that, oh yeah, do me a favor, you know. I believe this girl's a stalker. Can you hang out behind this restaurant and watch her shop? You know what I mean? Do something legal for, you know, it's like fucking crazy shit that, um, unfortunately, when somebody brings up, yeah, I, you know, I'll always like the girl, her sister, because she's never done anything to me, personally. You know, she's always been decent to me. And there was at least an attraction to my side to her. And, you know, uh, she said she was just being friendly and professional. Everybody else says she's in denial of her feelings for me because they could tell that we really liked each other. And everybody has a right at some point to change their mind about somebody or to be in denial about their feelings, you know. Um, and that's normal shit. Abnormal shit is having people follow you, drive by your house, videotape you in parking lots when you're shopping and shit, you know, and outside of volunteering for uh, a children's organization and, you know, watching you, videotaping you, borrowing cars from other people so they can watch you and follow you and videotape you and, you know, and then you're being accused of being a stalker, but they're the ones doing all that crazy shit to you. And that's fucked up, you know. So, you know, my neighbor's like, would she, if, if, if the tarot card readings, tarot card readings <coughs> were, was, if they were true and it was about this bartender and she finally realized that you're a decent human being and that you did have a connection and that you're, that she would, um, finally like apologize for denying her feelings about you or whatever the case may be. Would you give her a chance? Like, and I said, I would. But the problem is it's not giving her a chance. It's giving her, her family, her sister, her friends, everybody that believed all the shit that has been talked to me about me, you know, all these years, <laughs> you know? It's just like when you date somebody, you're not just dating that person. When you marry somebody, you're not just marrying that person. You're marrying them and their family, and their pets, and and their their friends, you know. So do you fit in with all them people? Are you going to be able to fit in with all them people? Or are they going to sit there and judge you? And everybody, it's natural to judge you on things, but it's absolutely not natural to go around and falsely accuse people of criminal behavior when they're just living their life and you're digging up and data mining their past without getting the whole fucking story and just creating it, especially from a meth addict's point of view who's trying to keep you as a roommate because she can't afford the rent by herself, you know, or trying to keep your friendship and it's actually like coercive control uh, situation. You know what I mean? Because that's really what it was. Um, and unfortunately, when somebody's young, emotionally immature, hasn't been exposed to a lot in her life or whatever, they're going to take that ball and run with it. Or if their mother's been stalked by somebody or whatever, and, you know, the mom's fears and anxieties are passed on to their children, then they are super sensitive to every little thing. And I get that, you know, but it's absolutely majorly damaging 
to go through years of bullshit, win a lawsuit and stuff, then have to take your ex to to trial because they're, she's taking your past and using it against and you win against her and then you're trying to heal from all that bullshit and then somebody steps into your life and gives you more fucking bullshit to heal from and all this craziness circus monkey circus that's around it you know what i mean so you know it's unfortunate because you know i th I, I think her sister's uh an awesome human being and uh and quite frankly you know look just, she could be, everybody's an awesome human being to other people, you know, that they don't have a problem with. Like, I never, when somebody says to me, um, you know, this guy's a nice guy or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, you know, but then when I see that guy is an asshole to somebody else, okay, so let's compartmentalize the situation. He is a nice guy to you. But he isn't a nice guy to this person, you know, just like I'm a nice guy to I'm a nice guy to everybody or girl or whatever I am that week or day. <laughs> I'm a nice guy to everybody or uh, until they give me a reason that I shouldn't be nice to them anymore. And even then I'll still be nice, but I'm backing the fuck off of them because I don't need any toxic drama bringing brought to my life. You know, what I mean, because that's why I stay alone a lot. The less people you have in your life, the less fucking drama you have in your life. And even when you're alone, there's still people will take advantage of the fact that you're alone and think that they can bully you because now you're by yourself and we're going to do crazy shit to you because you don't have anybody around you to help defend you. And I defend myself. I don't need a group of people <laughs> around me, you know, but there's always, you know, Misery love com loves company, you know, people always, asses love masses, you know, like they want to be a mass body of people because they're a bunch of asses, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, her sister is, I'm sure, decent to a lot of people, but she wasn't decent to me, you know, and if she would apologize to me, that would be awesome, you know? Because you can go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every fucking day of your life. But, you know, being a true Christian is coming up to somebody and saying, you know what? I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You know, I didn't realize I hurt you that much. I didn't realize, whatever. I was emotionally immature. I believed the fucking meth addict. I don't know. You know, but that apology is, to me, more valuable than the apology of, uh, you know, uh, a woman that is in denial of her feelings that might like me, but wants to pretend like she doesn't. And I don't know if that's true or not. That's, that's everybody's point of view and opinion. It doesn't mean it's true. She could very well be, have told the truth that she was just being friendly and professional, you know, and whatever magnetism we had between us was just, you know, surface magnetism or whatever. I don't know. Fake ass personality shit. I don't know. You know what I mean? I know it wasn't fake coming from my part, but you know what I mean? Um, and there were things that, you know, people said to me, like, Sean, she she asked to bring the ginger ale soda to you, you know, instead of the waitress bringing it to me. And she kept staring at you from behind a bar 
And do you remember she asked twice, like, how's Sean doing? How's Sean doing? You didn't answer. And then you showed her your Chow Hunter page. And then she said, uh, I love you, Sean. And one time when you were holding a flashlight up and, you know, just all kinds of shit that, you know, everybody else kind of noticed, you know, I noticed that I love you, Sean. I didn't miss that, you know, but I, I, I wasn't going to say I love you too, because, um, you know, I liked her a lot, but I just wasn't going to jump on that bandwagon with her because, you know, it's kind of scary. Like, I don't know. I don't know her that well, and I know what I know. Her twin sister did me bad and dirty, so is she that type of person or not? I can't step into that, you know. Even if I did have strong feelings for her, it's like I don't want to step in the mud, man. You know, been there, you know, and it's unfortunate that people can can throw a cog in the wheel of what could potentially be a good situation between two people. You know, whether it be from the past or a situation at the present or whatever, but outside forces fucking up good things between people. You know what I mean? Or outside people fucking up good things or potentially good things between two people, you know? Now, <clears throat> the other issue is this. Um, I was looking for a job, couldn't find a job, fucking hundreds of fucking applications out to anywhere, to places that I wouldn't even want to work at, but fucking just trying to find something that I don't have to cross the bridge into Philly and deal with anything and just like change a career. And I'm always believing divine timing, whether it be in relationships, um, friendships, money, jobs, moving somewhere, whatever the case may be. It happens at the time it's supposed to happen. Um, and sometimes we can try and force it and it, it doesn't happen. Or we, we can, like, we can meet, look, like, just for an example, this bartender situation, you know, and, and uh, me asking her out or wanting to ask her out, you know, that could be, it could be that um, we met each other, but it was the wrong time, you know, for each other kind of thing, you know. So no matter how hard you try, like maybe me asking her out and we ended up together, it would have been a major toxic situation because the karma cycle hadn't ended between her sister and I or things were not resolved or whatever, and it would just be another nightmare between us kind of a thing. So at the end of the day, you know, with the job thing, I just put my applications out there. I only went out on one job interview, and it's not a job I even wanted, but it was like at this point, I just want to find something because what I do, um, side work, is, is not steady. You know what I mean? And the... The two places that I left, they they were major ripoff companies. One, they're both being investigated. As a matter of fact, um, my, the bail bonds company here in New Jersey that was New Jersey MPA and the guy in PA, they're both being investigated. They're going to be in jail at some point, uh, both of them. Um, and you know, it's just a matter of waiting because they fucked a lot of people over and they they kind of fucked me over, you know. Um, and I really 
came out of the situation um, pretty damn good. Like, I benefited from the situation at the time. I needed to benefit it from it financially and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm blessed, I'm protected, um, and I'm grateful for everything um, because it helped me take care of my sister when she had COVID, helped me take care of my mother for a whole year without having to really work, um, you know, until she passed. So this situations gave me financial stability when I needed it, you know, and I'm okay, you know, um, because I'm smart with my money and stuff, but because I'm smart with my money, I'm not going to live off of my money in my bank account, whatever, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to, I'd rather get a job I don't like to make sure I always have a consistent income and usually two or three incomes coming in, you know, like I said, side hustles or whatever, you know, but anyway, so I applied for all these jobs, nothing's happening. And, and finally, you know, um, I love to cook and I saw, um, the culinary thing for oceans, um, casino. And I said, fuck it, man. Like, I love to cook. Maybe I can get a job as a cook and stuff. And I went, I applied there and I applied at hard rock and valleys and stuff like that for security and, 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 and like, I think it was cooking and securely and stuff. <coughs> but I am, I swear to God, I'm not, I hope I don't get bronchitis, you know, cause I'm supposed to start work this week and I feel it. I feel it coming on. Um, anyway, so I end up going to the culinary thing and I get hired as a cook. Now, the girl that, the bartender that I wanted to ask out, she works at Ocean Resorts. And I wasn't going to take the job because of that. And I thought, and, and, you know, everybody's like, wait, Sean, first of all, you have a right to work where you want to work or where you get hired. And you've been looking and this is the only thing that's come up. So, you know, you believe in divine timing and everything and, and everything happening for a reason. So like, you know, you got to do you and not worry about, you know, her or, or whatever, you know, and, you know, what it appears, because I'm sure, like, I'm a vibe person, I'm very intuitive, I feel the energy around me when people are talking about me, you know, and plotting and planning or whatever, everything that, you know, like, I, I am protected, and I am the weirdest fuck you probably ever want to meet, because I feel shit, I know shit, I have premonitions, I just know shit, you know what I mean? And I know my name is being thrown around because I got a job at Ocean's Resorts. And, that you know, everybody's thinking, oh, it's because she works there and she was going to ask her out and that's why she got... No, I didn't, I didn't even... I didn't hire myself. They hired me. You know what I mean? Like, they're the one who picks where I work inside the uh, casino, not me. You know what I mean? I I'm looking for a job. That's it. And I'm looking for actually something that I'm going to enjoy and uh change of career. And if it's something that I enjoy and I get the job and it's meant to be, as far as I'm concerned, that I'd be there, you know? So uh to put to bed all the fucking bullshit that I know, the chatter 
that I've been hearing in my head about me, you know, and, and what other people have even said, oh, no, Sean, you know what? She works there, and if she's anything like her sister, she's going to fucking take the ball and run with it and paint this whole fucking picture that you got a job there because she's there. And I'm like, yeah, there's like, what, 2,000 people or 3,000 people that work in that place. Very, very small, uh, you know, window. Um, I don't know. Maybe it is a bigger window or whatever that will even run in each other. And if we do, I'm going to be a decent human being because I don't have anything against her. I like her. <laughs> I didn't stop liking her because she didn't have specific feelings for me or whatever. You know, I know, I know I'm not going to go out with her because me and her family is going to have a meeting about it. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, and her friends, because I'm not having anybody, I'm not dating anybody that, you know, is connected with any kind of like stalking bullshit. I'm not putting up with that shit anymore in my life. Fuck no. I won enough money, you know, against that bullshit and went through horrible shit and I'm healed now for the most part. I mean, you know, and, and I don't want anybody dredging that fucking shit up in my life, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, if I, if I see her, I'm going to be a decent human being because I do like her. Um, I haven't stopped liking her. Um, because of anything, she never did anything wrong for me, and and she was quite honest and frank about how she felt. If if that if she really was, or if she was in denial, whatever, then I have to take what she gives me, and you know, and at the end of the day, and if she does come up to me and says, "Hey, I'm sorry, you you know, I didn't realize I see you from a different perspective now, and whatever, and you know, are you still interested in me or whatever?" And I'll say, you know, yeah, we can we can see where it goes, but. You know, let's let's have a little family dinner. <laughs> let's talk about it with your family. So I'm not having anybody follow me and videotaping me and shit, you know. But um, you know, it, it's it's a shame shit happens in life. It's so weird. You know, like I would have never thought that I would have walked into the bar and saw her and instantly be like, wow, like who's she? Wait a minute, she looks familiar. Wait, oh wait. You're the sister of this person, you know what I mean? But that doesn't make me not like her, you know? And then the more I got to know her, the more I liked her. So, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't, there's, there's people that, that I dated, you know, that I could care less if I ever see again. And it was, you know, they weren't anybody significant in my life. Um, I think I was talking to somebody today about a, a girl, and I don't want to, like, I don't normally, I, I'm not going to name names of my exes and stuff like that, I'm not like that, but this one, I don't give a fuck about, her name was, because I don't even think it was her real name, quite frankly, <laughs> I really don't, I think every week she changed her name or something, but her name during the time I dated her, which maybe lasted about two weeks before I said, wow, she's, all right, this is um, potentially, the craziest woman I've ever been with. <laughs> um, and her name was Lucien Marquis. And she was somebody that I dated um, after I broke up with the, the, per, the Peruvian that I thought was the love of my life, but really wasn't. And you don't figure that out until later in life. Um, and uh, she, up in New York City. And she was a beautiful, beautiful girl. 
a tall, thin model. Um, she was just crazy. Like, I can't, I can't explain it. It's like, she was probably the, the most narcissistic person. She was like a con art. She would literally, like, we would be walking down the street and she would just ask people for money and they would give it to her. And I'm like, why are, why are you doing this? Because they do. They'll give it to me. They see how beautiful I am. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then when we would have sex, there was mirrors. Her whole ceiling was mirrors. And she would just be looking at herself the whole And I was like, wow, okay. You know, this ain't happening or whatever, you know. But it, it's just weird how you go through life and, uh, you know, you just meet people and, and some, and, and look, at the end of the day, was that a lesson? Yeah. Everything's a lesson. Every person we go through, whether they're in our life for a minute or for days or weeks or months or, or years, there's, there's a lesson in every friendship and relationship or whatever we have, you know, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, you get, you got to look at it that way. And, it, it, you know, was I younger and stupid and emotionally immature for sure? And am I still probably emotionally immature? I think we never really, uh, we never really get it. You know, this life is like a journey and we're all, we're all on this ride and we're not perfect and we're trying to find the answers to things and the wisdom in things and the lesson and some people don't look at things as a lesson and that's the biggest lesson you need to learn in life to learn to earn maturity you know is to look at the negatives and the positives and life and relationships as a growing experience and a lesson you know and uh and to look at yourself and no, I'm not perfect, man. <laughs> my reactions, my worst thing that I have is my reactions to to people. Um, you know, like I said, I have a, I have a, I'm not a violent person, but my tongue will lash the shit out of you if I feel that you're, you know, intentionally trying to hurt me, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, you know. Uh, what you say and do and you know there are people that do that in life period I mean my mom was one of them you know to the day she died I mean to the moment she died really she was horrible to my sister you know and that's that's not what you want to leave your children um, with your last breath is feeling like I can't even get your love on your deathbed, mom. That's horrible. Absolutely fucking horrible. And there's nothing I can do for my sister to um to make it better, you know? Cuz she can't get that moment back. So, at the end of the day, it's like you know, just everything that happens even with the horrible things that happen. It's a lesson about people, about life, about yourself. Because you always got to look at yourself too. You know, I'm not perfect. Like that situation with the twin sister of this bartender that I like. 
I could have handled it better, but I wasn't in a good place to handle shit, you know? And unfortunately, we're in those places sometime in our life, and it's not really our fault that we react to certain situations because we don't know how to react to it, or we're so fucking beat down from the war we just came out of to now have to do another battle, you know what I mean? And I wasn't prepared to battle with anything or anyone, and, um, you know, that was... Um, a really hard time in my life to have to deal with these people I don't even know from a restaurant that I've been going to since 19 years old that is, you know, and it's a meth addict and this young girl and, you know, just being fed diarrhea from a meth addict and, and then having it fester into everybody else's, like an infection and a disease into everybody else's mind, you know, that wants to believe whatever they want to believe, because that's how people are. If you tell them something, they're going to believe it, no matter what. I mean, and, and that's the, like, look, I hate Trump. I don't give a fuck about him. He talks so much diarrhea, and people just follow him. Oh, I'm going to, I've been indicted, and this is political, and people are sending millions of dollars. People are sitting in jail because of him. And where is he at? He ain't saving their fucking life. He's been the biggest con man crook this country has ever seen, but, and I worked for him, I know, I was a doorman, and Tiffany was a baby, and he left Tiffany in the car like a piece of luggage, with the luggage, asked me to get, oh, by the way, get Tiffany, the baby, and get my luggage, that's how he treated his fucking kid, while he walked in and was worried about fucking cocktail waitresses, asses, and boobs, and shit like that, you know, and ripping people off. Give me a fucking break. People have no idea. I feel sorry for people that are still fucking drinking his Kool-Aid, man. Wake up, you know? But anyway, and I know some people are going to get pissed off. Hey, I don't like Biden either. Fuck them all. All of them. Hillary either. I don't like them. I hate Trump. I hate Biden. I hate fucking Hillary. I love Obama. That's the only fucking person I love. There, you know? So at the end of the day, you know, if you don't want to listen to my podcast because I'm not a Trumpster, eh, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm not a Bidener and I'm not a Hillary either. They're all fucking crooks. And as long as we are fucking asleep at the wheel thinking that, you know, they're all got our best interests in mind, we're all fucking stupid at the end of the day. Because they don't, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, you know, it's like, I'm so looking forward to starting this job and everything. I do have a little anxiety in running into her in, in, in the casino, you know, because it's just not, you know, I just, I'm so over it. I'm over the judgment that people have, you know, they don't even fucking know me <laughs> on any kind of level. They don't, you know. I've got friends since I was fucking seven years old in my life still. I don't talk to them as much, but we're still friends. I've got friends, you know, from all walks of life, you know, and from fucking 50 years, 40 years, 30, 25 to whatever, you know. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm, I, I can be a little hard to deal with because I'm pretty blunt on how I feel. Um, I've gotten even more blunt because of the shit that I've been through. And, you know, at the end of the day, I've gotten more boundaries put up. I don't trust as many people. 
as I do, and I will lash the fucking shit out of you with my tongue if you think you're going to come into my life and try and harm me in any shape or way or any anybody I love. You know, my home is my sanctuary, and any relationship I have is, um, you know, I got to feel safe with that person, and they have to feel safe with me. It, it goes both ways. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who thinks I'm a stalker. Or doesn't feel safe with me. I don't want that. I don't want to waste my time. I don't waste their time. You know. Because that'll be the cog in a wheel for the whole relationship anyway. It'll be, you know, it'll just cause unnecessary drama. And un unnecessary anxiety. And, you know, like, I need to feel safe with somebody. I am not going to put up with anybody falsely accusing me of shit or taking what they think appears that I'm doing this, that, and the other thing and twist it all around. It's not happening anymore for me. That's it. And I'm not waiting to take action against anybody who does that to me anymore. I will bring them into court and take every last dime they ever fucking had. I'm not... I'm not waiting. I'm not giving people like her twin sister. I didn't take her to court when I should have. My lawyer said, Sean, take him to court. That's it. You have videotape of her, her, her girlfriend out in a parking lot videotaping you, putting groceries in the fucking car. You're not doing anything illegal. You're shopping. You're allowed to shop. And if she felt like you were stalking her, she wouldn't get a job less than a mile from your home where she knows you fucking shop, you know, because you brought food from that store and fucking Lidl to her and the meth addict's apartment to feed them. So they know you shop there. And she knows you live here because I had them on camera driving by my house, you know? So at the end of the day, they're the ones, you know, that are, are claiming you're the stalker, but they're the ones that are, you know, in action doing it, you know? So, and I didn't. I chose not to because she's young I did like her. It's just I'm not, you know, I knew it was the meth addict that was really taking advantage of her emotional immaturity and stuff. Um, and, you know, so she was kind of, I was a victim of the meth addict and she was a victim of the meth addict as far as I'm concerned, you know. And, um, and, and, and it's an unfortunate situation because it caused a lot of drama and turmoil, uh, you know, in my life. Um, and... And that's just not a fair situation for anybody to be in. And I had been in and through enough at that point as it was, you know, but I won't, I have zero toleration now for anybody. They will not like to feel my wrath. And I'm not just talking about this girl that I like. I'm talking about anybody. <laughs> I'm not putting up with it <laughs> at all. I don't care if it's a cop. I don't care if it's a judge, a lawyer, a politician, a regular mojo woman on the fucking street or man or whatever. I don't, friends of a friend of a friend. I don't give a fuck who it is. I have no toleration. I'd give no fucking leniency, no time to think about it and, and say, oh, well, you know, no, not happening anymore. Not happening anymore. You know? And that's unfortunate because that's, you know, um, I'm all about chances. I'm all about forgiveness. I'm all about trying to understand the perspective of other people. And now I just don't have that. I don't have that in me anymore, you know. So, you know, my neighbor's like, you know, she's like, I can't wait to see you with somebody. 
you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm very, I'm fine, like, on my own. I have given myself a fantastic life, you know, and um, somebody who brings better into my life, if it's possible, and I feel safe around them, they feel safe around me, you know, my home is my sanctuary, um, that we protect each other from harm from anybody else, and we put each other number one in our lives, you know, and um, if I find that and they make me happier than I can make me, then I'm going to make them happier than, than they can make themselves too. You know what I mean? And uh, other than that, I'm good by myself. I have no interest in anyone in my life for a while now. You know, after that girl told me that, you know, she was just being friendly and professional, then I was like, okay, I'm good with that. You know, and, and maybe I dodged a bullet. I don't know. Like her ex-boyfriend talked a lot of shit about her and gave me some clarity about her, but that's his point of view of her. You know, um, he says, I don't want to talk dirt, but he was talking dirt about her. <laughs> I mean, he was. So at the end of the day, you know, look, that was a connection that wasn't supposed to happen, I think, either for her and him, you know, and that didn't work out and it ended. So, you know, it's all life lesson for him and for her and for me. I didn't even know she was going out with somebody. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even have thought about asking her out. You know what I mean? So, but that's, you know, I definitely know that I don't want a player. I definitely know that I don't want anybody that uh, wants to not say we're in a relationship and not put it on their Facebook page and leave it like they're single even though they're not and not tell their friends and family that they're with, uh, you know, me or not post pictures on social media with us together and everything because I've been down that road. That's how my ex played the, the game of me being a stalker and playing that we weren't together when we were, you know, because people like that are leaving themselves open for the next option or to set you out, you know, to set you up to play games with your fucking life, you know, and that's not right, that's not a relationship, that's not a healthy relationship, to pretend like you're not with somebody, or you're not in a relationship, and then use your job, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing this for my work, so I don't need, I don't want anybody to know that I'm in a relationship, because then it might fuck up my tip money, or whatever the case may be, you know, you don't do that, like, if you, the first step in a relationship to be able to build it together is to recognize each other as significant others. Somebody who is, you know, a priority and not an option, you know. So, like, I am not open for that kind of relationship at all. I am not open for, oh, well, let's see each other. No, we're if we're dating, we're dating exclusively not I'm dating you and then I'm going to date this one next week and then I'm going then I'm going to see which one I want to choose from. You can't build shit on that. If you don't have a solid foundation with each other, you ain't building shit and it's going to fall to the wayside, you know? And rushing in too quickly is also going to fall to the wayside. Got to be slow and steady wins the race kind of a thing. But you also have to maintain your focus on each other and
put each other on a pedestal, make each other the priority, you know, and definitely recognize to friends and family and others that this is the person that is important to me right now. This is the person that I'm concentrating on and focusing on and trying to build something with. Other than that, like, I recommend anybody who doesn't want to recognize you in the simplest terms is not going to recognize you in the major terms in a situation, in a relationship. So you are being treated as an option and they will leave the door open for anybody to come in. And as soon as they lock eyes on somebody that pings their interest, they're going to be dropping you by the wayside in a minute. That's player shit. I don't play that shit, you know. I don't want that shit in my life, you know. I want solid I want solid people in my life and that's not just with relationships, that's with friendships too, you know. So, at the end of the day, that's my podcast. Don't let anybody redirect you from your divine timing in anything, relationships, jobs, whatever. I'm not letting anybody who wants to judge me have their opinions of me, especially people that don't know me. They can go fuck themselves. I don't give a fuck about them. Nobody is ever going to tell me how to wear my hair, how to dress, how to live, who to love. None of that shit. I went a long time in my life, like pretending not to be gay, you know, hiding my relationships with women you know, because it wasn't an allowed or wasn't, you know, you weren't allowed to marry anybody. I would love to get married to somebody. I would love, my dream is to get married to the love of my life, you know, before I croak. You know, I am very monogamous. I've never cheated on anybody that I've ever been with. And anybody that I stopped being interested in or felt my feelings weren't deep enough, I always broke up with them because it wasn't fair to them that I would treat them as an option in my life, that I would never stoop to that level, that I, I would set them free so that they can find somebody that will love them the way they should be loved, you know? So, and that's what everybody should do. You know, if you really love somebody, you set them free, you know? If you're really in love with somebody, then that's somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with. You know, if they can piss you off so much and you're like, oh, my fucking God, oh, you just pissed me off. But I fucking still love you. That's the, you know, that's the pisser of the situation. When you can still love somebody and not find that, that you're so pissed off and angry with them because they said or did something, but you still love them and you still like them and you still want to be with them. You know, you still want to go to bed with them, wake up with them and deal with life's problems and sort that shit out as to why you're pissed off with each other or whatever, you know, then that's, that's love, man. That's love. That's like, I don't see anybody but you, no matter what we're going through right now. So that's my podcast for today. And I will talk to you guys later. I don't know when I'll talk to you because God knows I got so much, you know, it's always like you're looking for a job and nothing fucking happens. Then all of a sudden, three or four fucking things come in at once. And now you're like, 
Uh, do I do this? Do I do that? What do I do? And the same thing with relationships. It's always my problem. I really like somebody and then two other fucking other people come up like, okay, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Who do I like? Who do now I got to choose who I want to be with? You know, I got to narrow it down to who's going to give me the less drama in my life or whatever, you know? So it's always, and I'm in a predicament right now where it's going to be eeny, meeny, miny, mo with shit. But that's how my life rolls, you know? It's, it's, uh, what do you call it? It's, um, it's the fucking, I, you know, I forget what the fuck. Anyway, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, comes out like, you know, all or nothing kind of a thing, you know? Ow, fuck my arm. So anyway, <clears throat> oh, when it rains and pours, the whole fucking thing, you know, you know, all those shit and fucking things they say. So anyway, I gotta go. I'm done. My, I think I have bronchitis coming on and I'm hoping the fucking God I don't, but I gotta, I gotta hit, I gotta take some medicine and go to bed. All right, guys, so until whenever, um, I don't know when my next podcast will be, if I will be doing it anymore, I'm doing, I am working on, I will be working on a woman's veterans podcast for women veteran, military veterans, uh, with some, a group of women veterans that I started going and meeting up with, um, so... We're going to do a podcast together. Um, and I, depending on where I'm working and what I'm doing, I might just, you know, like, I really want to do this cooking thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it physically, you know, with my injuries and stuff. Um, so that's a battle that I have to try and do, you know, deal with. Um, but I, I really want to, like, cook and climb up the ladder and, and, um, you know, see where I go, but it might not be that I might have to choose a couple other one or two other options or whatever <sighs> that I know will make me a lot of money, but will I be happy? That's my problem. You know, I have to find that balance of money and happiness at the same time, you know, so. We'll see what happens with that. And then relationship-wise, it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm so confused <laughs> at this point. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just banking on divine timing. That's that's all it is. Divine timing, whether whoever it is, it's yeah, and it's meant to be, it'll happen. That's all. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Oh, Muffin, what the fuck are you doing? Jesus.